ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So today we're recapping season two, episode four, Gays, Ghosts, and Gamma Rays. And the original air date for the episode was September 16th, 2008. The IMDb summary is Rusty and the Pledges study for their Know Your Brother tests for KT. While collecting information, Rusty comes across a mysterious KT and investigates. Calvin is nervous as his new boyfriend forces him to explore gay life, including his first visit to a gay club where he meets an old friend. The episode is directed by Michael Lang, written by Patrick Sean Smith and Michael Burns. Um, But before we get into it, I think we wanted to address some of the comments we got on the last episode, because there were some things that we kind of missed or didn't know when we were talking about it. And I think one of the things was the Damien reference. Remember how we were like, what does that mean? So it's this movie someone commented vicky i believe her name is i want to give a shout out on our instagram and let us know that damien is the character in this movie called the omen and i looked it up and he's basically like this terror child that like kills his family oh my god (laughs) that's perfect and it's so weird because after i learned that i heard the reference in like another random show so apparently it was like in the zeitgeist at the time. I think it might have been actually in Gilmore Girls that I heard the reference because I was doing, of course, my fall rewatch. And then there was a there was another one. Makes uh, you wonder how many Damien references in our life we've missed. Don't you think that when that happens, when you yeah. learn something or yeah. like a new word and then it's cropping up all the time and you're like, how was I just going through life? just blissfully unaware of the yeah, Damien of, of it all. <laughs> the Damien of it all. I would have never known. So thank you very much. And then there was someone else that commented, you know, we were talking about Casey's amazing outfit and it's almost an exact replica of Sharon Stone's outfit in Casino. So that makes so much sense yeah. that of course that whole scene, like, yes, like we were saying, it reminds us of all these shows, but it's really like, basically exactly like casino and Casey she looks exactly like Sharon Stone I mean like it's amazing I know Mandy Line did their um costumes and I mean that was incredible that costume so good I know it's funny looking at the reference picture because it's like the exact same outfit yeah it's crazy it looks really good and then there was a last one that we just got today a comment from someone um, that apparently in Thomas's favorite scene where <laughs> the Omega Kai's pull the cards out of their pockets and fling them into the air, they actually say, gentlemen, whip out your decks. Yeah, I completely missed that. That went right over my head the first time. I didn't even yeah. hear it. Like, I had I don't, no I don't think I thought, and I, ju- I just didn't think anything of it. I think that I didn't realize what that meant <laughs> I know and it was already an episode that was so oriented <laughs> I well know. and then this one I mean they might as well have called last episode 
the phallus one and this is the phallus part two. <laughs> oh my god. But we'll yeah. get into it. So we start this episode and it's Max and Casey laying in like a field looking up at the stars having this very deep conversation about like galaxies and all of this stuff astronomy basically and then they and, start and mind you last episode ended with him being like so skittish so yeah. slamming a door in her face yeah and so- I have to go <laughs> And so they're also like pulling out cards and looking at these cards. And then they like Max like gets on top of Casey and he's about to kiss her. And then she wakes up and it is in fact a dream. And Ashley is sitting across from her on their little like day bed, like on the window and just staring at her. And she's like, good dream. You were making out with your pillow. And that's such a nightmare. What? I know. Oh my god, it reminded me of like Black Swan. Do you know, have you seen that? Oh yeah, the scene where the mom is just like watching her. Um, also, this was so weird. Did you notice that like they were looking the cards in the deck? Like they they pulled the Stephen Hawking card. Yeah, what was that? I don't know if it was just a trippy dream thing that was happening, yeah. or maybe because like Max is like a genius. Oh, I thought it was because he like studied space yeah but like they never talked about Stephen Hawking it was still weird I'm iffy about Stephen Hawking references in general (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anyone gets that one right if it's another Damien let us know yeah (laughs) if it's something that we should know right so um yeah Ashley says she was like making out with her pillow Casey's all embarrassed and then they kind of move on we go to the KT house and the KT's the pledges are all in the um, kind of, I guess, chapter room, living room, and they're studying for their active um, information test. And there's one active that Rusty names, and he says that, like, they don't know. He can't figure out who it is. And the guy's name is Joshua Whopper. And Rusty is like, we better figure it out or we'll be scrubbing toilets until initiation night. And that's when Beaver comes in and they say that they need money for the lunch buffet because for Cappy and then Rusty's like, well, the last time Cappy needed to go to the lunch buffet was when he, oh, and then they all realize that that means he's broken up with Rebecca, but then he comes into the room and he's chipper as ever. And he seems totally unfazed and uh, also like Rusty is kind of excited. Oh, Rusty's so stoked he I mean notoriously hated Rebecca so and he like secretly wants like his divorced parents meaning Cappy and Casey to get back together right exactly not so secretly so yeah he seems totally fine one of the pledges is like well does that mean I can get my money back and Beaver's like no and um that's when Rusty asks Cappy who Joshua Whopper is and Cappy's like oh don't worry he's actually very serious for Cappy like usually he would make a joke or something he's like don't worry about that it's not going to be on the test and of course you see in Rusty's eyes that he thinks this is some kind of challenge yeah (laughs) he went back to fully insufferable this episode by the way I know and did you notice too when they're like don't talk about it and then he's like Cappy are you going because you broke up with Rebecca and then Ben Bennett like punches him or yeah. like he, he shoves him and then Rusty like punches him back. Him and Ben Bennett have a very strange relationship. Somehow ben, 
Sometimes when Bennett has like fallen in line to be like Rusty's lackey, which I don't understand, like when that switch happened. Yeah, I feel like it's like how the brain, the same part of your brain that loves is the part that hates. (laughs) So it's like mortal enemies to sidekick. It's the same. Yeah, they're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. (laughs) Thing one and thing two. So then we're at the ZBZ house and we see Rebecca and she's sitting alone at the ZBZ, like in the ZBZ dining area. And she's listening to some sad song on like her Walkman and she's eating cocoa puffs. And then we like kind of zoom over to Casey and Ashley sitting in the corner and they make some kind of fat phobic mention about how she's eating cocoa puffs. Like they're like, well, Maybe she'll give away her clothes, like, if she gains too much weight and can't wear them. I swear my brain blacks out those things because I didn't even pick up what they said. I just knew immediately when they went from that shot to them, I was like, they're going to say something awful. Um, So then Ashley's looking for jobs. And, of course, Casey's not listening to her look, look for jobs. She's just ready to talk about herself, as the Cartwrights usually are. And she brings up that she's thinking about getting in an astronomy tutor. And so Ashley's like, oh, like this girl in ZBZ took it last year. Or how about this person? Or Casey's kind of shooting down all of those suggestions. And then she's like clearly waiting for Ashley to suggest Max to then take that offer. And finally, oh, yes. she's, she's fishing with a PH. <laughs> yes. Finally, <laughs> Ashley says, what about Max? And then Casey's like, well, he's probably, you know, busy and stuff. She's like, yeah, you're right. She says, well, I couldn't have to ask. <laughs> and so that's clearly <laughs> what she's going to do. And um, as Casey is like walking away, she walks by sad Rebecca, stares at her, and then just keeps walking. It was so weird. Did it was weird. I, I couldn't tell if there was like an element of like, I know what you're going through because I've also broken up with Kathy. Or why not just say that? <laughs> I know. Because are they even on bad terms right no. now? No. <laughs> no, they're on fine terms. Casey, like, stuck her neck out for her, and Rebecca's being a pretty decent pledge. Like, if anything, they're on the best terms we've ever seen them on. Honestly, though, I wouldn't want my ex's ex to come right. with me in that situation, especially since she was such a prominent player in, the yeah. in their relationship. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and I don't even, Rebecca doesn't even know about the kiss, but yeah I mean I think what that's supposed to be is her like thinking about telling her like whether or not she should but oh really I I don't know that's what I read it as oh my god that would be like the worst time no no no, not telling her about the kiss I mean telling her that she's sorry about the breakup sorry (laughs) oh oh my god I thought you meant the kiss no 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 I meant like I keep it yeah it's not worth it but I mean like standing there being like oh should I comfort her should I not that's what yeah I, I I kind of read that as as that too like she's like questioning whether or not it would be helpful and she's like mm, probably not maybe yeah. she was wondering if it's because Cappy told her they kiss oh lots of layers lots of layers. oh yeah because she probably doesn't know well obviously she doesn't know why they broke up right you know? yeah that is she true so hmm. she feels weird about that that's actually a really good point I haven't thought about it from like her perspective I hadn't either. So then we're with the KT pledges yet again, and they're looking at a composite photo um, and they find Joshua Whopper, who's a picture of Abe Lincoln. And 
Rusty like takes this as a sign that Cappy and the other actives are trying to trick them into failing the test. It's so ridiculous. Once, this is pretty much the same plot line as Rusty getting his fake ID and then yeah. becoming Chad Stewart. Like he can't chill. I'm just he, laughing about that. I almost forgot about Chad Stewart at this point. Shows up in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, it, he's taking it so seriously and it's like, Cappy is not trying to trick you. Do you think that the KTs, ask yourself one question, would the KTs put that much effort into anything? No. Just him. Just, just Rusty was. Just Rusty. Rusty's thinking when I'm doing this next year. Yeah. I'm going to trick oh them. God, he's going to be insufferable as an active. Um, so Rusty's convinced that this is, yeah, to make them fail the test. And then we see Casey show up at Max's door because it went so well the last time. And she tells him that she needs a tutor for her intro to astronomy class. And he he's like very wary. He's like, it might not be a good idea because of what happened. What? You lost a game? I don't, the yeah. melodrama coming from him. Also tutoring is a lot different than just going and playing a poker game. Like they're not really correlated. Yeah. So <laughs> then he's like, okay, well, can you do 8 p.m.? It, it here at my dorm and she goes oh that sounds intimate and he's like I live here yeah and she's like oh yeah okay and then he <laughs> slams, it's so awkward he slams really the door in her face again he slams the door so we see um Rusty or no we see that one pledge whose name I can never remember he's he was with them in that scene when they were using their fake IDs pickle, yeah, pickle. is that his name pickle oh my pickle. god my life could have been on the line. <laughs> I don't know how I remembered it because in my notes, I just call him that one pledge. <laughs> Pickle <laughs> which goes into the register's office and starts talking to this woman at like one of the desks. And he's making it some excuse to get her away from her desk. And when they leave, Rusty and his now sidekick Ben Dennett come in and they're trying to get into like, the system to see what classes Joshua Whopper is taking. So they're trying to guess this woman's password. I don't know why they would need it. She was literally just in her computer. Ben Bennett finds it taped underneath her desk and it's the password is password. <laughs> and they get in and they get Joshua Whopper's classes and all his grades. And he's a straight A student and they're shocked that he's a KT with straight A's. And they People find it's like, oh, KT smarter than you, Rusty? Ben Bennett says that because Pickle's still distracting, I think. Oh, but uh, Sorry, I got caught up in, <laughs> in the pickle of it all. <laughs> you were in a pickle there. <laughs> yeah, and Rusty, gets, Rusty gets really competitive with that too. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. because he's weird about literally everything. Um, <laughs> and then they see that he has a class the next day and they're going to go like stake out the class to find out who he is. So Calvin is then hanging out with Michelle. So excited to see him back. He's back. He is back and better than ever. And they just finished watching the 40-year-old virgin. (laughs) And (laughs) Michael is like talking about how Judd Apatow's movies can be sexist and homophobic. And Calvin just like doesn't think it's a big deal. Like he doesn't like feel... I guess he did. I don't know if he doesn't pick up on it and just not as like important to him, I guess. 
And that's when Michelle, I keep going between calling him Michelle and Michael. That's when Michael like asks Calvin if he knows any other gay people besides him. And Calvin is basically like, no. So Michael invites him to Gentleman's Choice, not the strip club, the gay bar, which is apparently existing in Cypress Roads. The only one. The only one in all of Cyprus. And Calvin has also never been to a gay bar. So this will be many firsts. Like, I guess Michael is hoping he'll make other gay friends. Uh, Also, I wonder, like, did Judd Apatow, like, piss off one of the writers in the Greek writing room? Because I feel like he was so, like, at this point specifically, like, beloved and, like, fully accepted. And I really don't, I don't remember, like, a narrative. Although, like, I was on the younger side at that time. But, like, I feel like there wasn't a, like, mainstream narrative of, like, Judd Apatow is, like, misogynistic and homophobic. Like, they really, I felt like there were almost, like, other things that they could have, like, plucked out. And I think it's interesting that they focused on Judd Apatow. I know, because, I mean, not saying his art is perfect, but it definitely wasn't the worst of the time. Right. So it is interesting, but I don't know. Like I get, I think it's obviously like a good thing for Calvin to like understand that side of himself better and explore it more that he like now is like in college and maybe can, but at the same time, like, I feel like Michael is just like trying to make Calvin somebody that he's not like, yes, Calvin does have a lot of like internalized homophobia to unpack and to work through, but that feels almost separate from what Michael does. Whereas I feel like he almost like sometimes talks down to Calvin for not being like what he wants him to be. He's pulling a Casey and Cappy. Kind of. He's he's pulling a Cartwright. Yeah. And it's like, you're much older than this guy. Like he has four years of college to do this. And yeah, like obviously relationships can be helpful to like make you explore different sides of yourself. It just feels like Michael is like pushing him in a way that like feels very condescending. Yeah. Like he thinks Michael wants him to do what worked for him or like what's working for him. But it's like Calvin's not really seeking that out. And Michael's making it seem like it's an issue that Calvin doesn't have that currently in his life. Like there's a lot of like shaming. Yeah. Yeah. There's shaming where I feel like you could just be like, Hey, I want to do this with you. And not like, you don't have any, like, I don't know. The way that he frames it is just kind of like rude, but I think the ultimate goal is like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of gay people there. And like, he did, he did befriend the one other gay person he, and they dated yeah I don't love Michael I don't know I'll say it I'll say it well also remember how much older he is yeah exactly that's what I'm saying it's like okay of course you have like established yourself with this community like you're six years older than this person he simply hasn't had the same amount of time to do that right yeah also didn't Judd Apatow produce that new movie that just came out bros he did me and Aaron saw it was it good Yeah, it was yeah, funny. It was funny. It was cute. I need to it was see very, that. it was Judd Apatow formulaic, you know. Oh, I was, love that though. Maybe yeah. somebody, maybe he watched this episode and realized that he needed to reclaim his <laughs> identity in, in the, uh, he needs to rewrite world. the narrative. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I mean, I was lolling in the theater. So I think it was like a good, fun movie to go watch, you know? Yeah. I love that. 
and he he's now an ally oh my gosh um, and billy eichner billy eichner will probably hopefully he'll plug our podcast since we're like really promoting the film billy come on i love <laughs> difficult people i love billy on the show movie. oh my god let's get and a lin on. <laughs> wait did you say lin-manuel miranda elena from Billy and Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and Lynn, <laughs> Lynn <laughs> together Miranda from Billy on the Street. <laughs> so Casey, we see her at the study session, and we start to zoom out from her there, and we realize that she is the only girl amongst apparently all of CRU's football team that we didn't know existed. Yeah, it's a group tutoring session. A group tutoring session. It seems like they're talking about physics. Like, it doesn't seem like they're talking about astronomy, but apparently- He's just saying, like, basic physics, like, terms. Like, he's, like, reading through, like, basically the vocab section of, like, a physics book. Yeah, he's like, gamma ray. I don't know. It was really weird. If I was The titular wine. They do manage to have, like, a moment- because he comes over and is explaining gamma rays to her and like well yeah because she requests she was like I kind of wanted to learn more about whatever she says that she wanted Mm -hmm. to learn more about and he's like oh okay like let's break that down I think she says gamma rays right she says gamma rays and then they're talking about how like if one hit the earth everybody would die and then it becomes kind of some kind of like deep conversation about their relationship yeah but failed in talking about gamma rays stop talking in riddles yeah that (laughs) that was truly a riddle Riddle this would give me me the ick so then we see oh my gosh this scene is so painful so we, we go over to the building where Kathy and Ben Bennett are staking out and Kathy is outside of the class talking to someone and Ben Bennett and Rusty are in a bush. It's literally the meme of Kim Kardashian behind the bush, like poking <laughs> her head out. They're sitting. Oh my! I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna put that on the Instagram with Rusty's head. You must. Um. And they're watching Cappy talk to someone, and they're gonna go into the class. And they go in, and they find the professor, and they ask her who Joshua Whopper is. And she's like, this is a lecture class. I don't know everybody's names. And then she kind of like looks at her rule sheet and she's like, if they have an A, they're not coming to office hours. And she, they kind of walk away from her. And this is when Rusty convinces himself that Joshua Whopper must be Cappy and Joshua Whopper must be Cappy's real name. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, there's no way. The leaps he had, the logical leaps he had to take to get there. And he's so sure of himself. Isn't he supposed to be a scientist? What about the scientific method, Rusty? This doesn't hold up. There was no hypothesis. Yeah. He's so annoying. (laughs) Every time he was going down this rabbit hole, and I didn't even remember what happened in this episode. Like I had a general idea. I knew it wasn't Cappy, but I was like, this is like, stop, <laughs> just stop. Yeah. Give it up. You're wasting. Shouldn't you be using this time to study the facts about the other brothers? He needs, instead of Ben Bennett now being his little like, yes, man, he needs someone to check him. That is what he needs out of a brother. Hey, Franco. Yeah, he's not in all the episodes. What was his name again? Like Kermit or something? 
Oh, oh. No. that was his nickname. Fonzo? Fonzo. No. Yeah, 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 you're right, Fonzo. Fonzo, yeah, a, a Muppet name. Oh, I Muppet. miss Dave. Dave's beautiful face. Bring Dave back, bring Dave back. Another, oh, I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was gonna say another person I saw once randomly. Oh yeah, where did you see him again? On a hike oh, uh, at the observatory. Jealous. He's very short. Oh, uh, interesting. Anyway, moving on. Um, Ashley is, they're sitting outside the coffee cart and Ashley's on the phone and she's interviewing to be a quote, naturalist intern. And Casey walks over and she goes, you know, you'll have to wear hiking boots. And Ashley hangs up the call. She doesn't even say that. She just hangs up the call. Um, A big theme in Ashley looking for a job is what the uniform is going to be, which I can relate to. I understand. That's fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. Yeah, as somebody who worked at Pinkberry and had to wear that, like, grayish cream collared shirt <laughs> a slate colored apron oh my and a hat god. oh my god it was not it it was not the move yeah i would take the hiking boots made 725 an hour before Damn. taxes <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. that's still the minimum wage in pennsylvania that's crazy i remember when ours got bumped up from seven to ten and i was like i'm rich i am rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i thought i had made it um so ashley then is asking casey how the tutoring went and casey says she's less confused about astronomy but more confused about max and that's when she like confesses to ashley as if this is surprising she's like i have a crush on max and she says she's not sure what happened. Um, he's so different from Evan and Cappy and she just doesn't know how to read him at all. And Ashley suggests that Casey gets a Greek to geek translator. Very clever. But we know who she's gonna ask. Yeah, we're all like, who could it be? We're bracing, <laughs> bracing for impact. Right, right. I mean, Ashley's also really excited for her because she's always excited for her because she's the best. She's so sweet. She is such a pink aura. She's a pink aura, the ultimate hype woman. So Rusty is in Cappy's room and he's sorting through the costumes, like some that he has to give back to Rebecca, but most of them are his. (laughs) I really can't imagine Rebecca buying a costume. I'm sure they were just bought for her by Cappy. He loves a costume. So many of them are his. He really does. And he's being like pretty short about any of Rusty's questions about Rebecca. He's basically just saying he's fine and Rusty is kind of picking at him a little bit on one side kind of wanting to know a little bit more about the breakup but also trying to find out about the Joshua Whopper stuff and he goes you're not Josh and me and he keeps making Josh Whopper puns until Cappy says I'll bite and Rusty then dives into how he he knows he's Joshua um and Cappy's saying you don't want to go there um and then Cappy is like you did not figure it out like (laughs) stop you're an idiot yeah like Rusty is resting on his 
laurels that are actually non-existent he just doesn't realize and he's saying um joshua whopper is actually somebody who has been a student at cru since 1984 and then we get this like 80s flashback of the kts and basically they invented him as a computer program to get straight a's in like highly populated courses every semester so that it would bring their average gpa up so that they could stay active on campus with their low gpa um and then he says don't tell any of the pledges you're not supposed to know about him until you become and active and so rusty is like well i mean he loves to have information so ashley is with calvin now and she's explaining why she's not going to take the latest job which i forget what the job was that she's talking about but i believe was it security guard no that's oh (laughs) oh yeah oh what was this job i they might not have said i think it was like we were catching the tail end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then she says they should go to Dobbler's tonight. And Calvin says that he can't because he's hanging out with Michelle tonight. Ashley, I think, is, like, happy to hear this. And then we get Dale quizzing Rusty in their dorm room um, on the brothers. And I love that he is, like, being supportive, even though he yeah. hates all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's but disgusted. He like, yeah, he's he's being a little disparaging, and he says, "I am not impressed because <laughs> some of the facts are like so and so barks at cars as they drive by, and then Dale comes across Joshua Whopper." Well, first, like, we, can I just say first? Yeah, who would name their child this ferret? Oh my god. And he, he looks really cute in the sweater. He's like wearing like a red sweater in this scene. Love like his, his aura. His, like his yeah. red aura. His red aura. And so he comes across Joshua Whopper and he's like, who's this? Is this guy smarter than me? Which I would never assume that just looking at somebody's uh report card, but you can't really infer that. I mean, obviously take it at face value but anyway that's that's a whole other can of worms with the education system (laughs) um so while he is processing this joshua whopper fellow there's a knock at the door and it's casey and dale is of course elated to see his goddess casey cartwright and he's saying like oh i'm just helping your little brother you know because i care um and then she asks to have a private conversation with rusty and dale pretends to like put music on his headphones but is clearly listening to the (laughs) private conversation and so um casey tells rusty that there's someone on the honors engineering floor that she kind of likes and dale is like the highest high we've seen him at both seasons he's like oh my god she's talking about me and then she says it's max and his entire body deflates it's so, so sad bad. he's it's so, so sad because at first i mean it kind of would make sense like most of the people on the floor are freshmen and she only knows rusty and dale so of course he thought that because he's also a little delusional 
Right. Yeah. And she does ask to talk to Rusty alone. Yeah. It's sad. Right. He literally physically deflates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great physical acting. Like a little red balloon. It's oh. sad. In his red sweater. Oh, so sad. And so then Rusty says he needs to warn Max. Please, first of all, two things. One, Max, Sideburn <laughs> Max would be so fucking lucky if someone like Casey was interested. And second of all, why are you so ready for Casey and Cappy to get back together? But all of a sudden it's a big problem if it's with a Max. And he, so she, yeah, she asks him to find out if he likes her. And they have some kind of like very strange tickle fight. Oh, I blocked that out. I just fully got I chilled. didn't even notice the tickle fight. Oh, the, the term tickle fight is really affecting me. <laughs> oh, God. Tickle fight. Well, it was very interesting to watch as well. She ASMR. lunges. She like lunges towards him and is kind of like, oh, and then like, she's like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, fine. And Dale is so mad. And, but he also says this is a junior high dating strategy. And um, she says, how would you know? And he's like, well, because I read your diary. Because obviously, Rusty, we saw how he has been with every single woman. And um, he did not have previous dating experience. That reminds me. We haven't seen Rusty interact with a woman in a while. Well, thank God. Give women a break. Maybe that's why he was like rising in our rankings of like tolerability. Yeah, this is why he's an ally. <laughs> that's how yeah. he's being an ally. He's not talking to women. <laughs> um. Yeah, Dale's livid the second she leaves, and he calls Max a loser. <laughs> oh, Dale. So now we're at the KT house. And there's a knock on the door and a fully panicked TA bursts in and she's looking for Joshua Whopper. And Cappy opens the door and he's like, oh my God, what is this? And she says she um, realized his midterm is missing um, because the professor asked her about his midterm after two students came in asking about him. Rusty... Rusty. Emma, no. Pickle. And Just getting pickle, pickle in there. We're in a pickle. <laughs> Dill pickles. Cappy's saying, oh, actually, yeah, I'm Joshua Whopper. Um, and I can like make up the midterm. Um, so don't take it to the board because she's like, if we don't get this, then we're gonna have to go through all these people, and Joshua Whopper's gonna have to show up, and like basically it would be a blow to the Joshua Whopper cover. So Cappy volunteers to retake this midterm that he knows nothing about, but scheme o'clock. So Rusty um, and Dale are in Max's room and Rusty is talking to Max. Oh, did you mention the name of the class? So <laughs> so that's when uh, Cappy, she's about to leave. He's like, oh, by the way, what class is this? I'm taking two classes with that professor. And she goes, the phallus. And I, I wrote my notes, basically the name of our last podcast episode. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, they're really leaning into genitalia. Yeah, I'm actually like was shocked that ABC family allowed them to use the word phallus. Like so openly. 
I guess like maybe they, I don't know. I guess it is more of maybe a scientific like a term. Yeah. yeah. An anatomical term. Yeah. An anatomical. Her character, that TA was like so random. Like I was expecting I her, I was like expecting her to become like a love interest for someone. No. She just kind of fizzles away. <laughs> She would she be was so panicked. She was so panicked. Yeah, she was. I love interest. Her and Rusty would be cute. Shipping. Oh my god, they would be terrifying. They'd be so anxious. Yeah. So, yeah, now we're in Max's dorm and Rusty's talking to him and Dale is just like so annoyed in general. And I think Dale keeps bringing up his awards. He's like looking for a box of Max's stuff that's for some reason still intact and it's a box of awards and he's like comparing them to apparent like awards that he's won. Yeah, it's a little weird. And he's getting increasingly frustrated. Competitive. Yeah, and Rusty is trying to find out um, if Max is interested in Casey, which is like, what is there to find out? But they're doing this dance and it's clear that like Max is kind of picking up on like what Rusty's doing and he's kind of asking back like oh you know if somebody were trying to figure out if somebody liked another person maybe they would ask a family member and it's just so weird and then Max or then Rusty points to a photo of Max and a girl and he asks who it is and Max says his girlfriend yeah Rusty says oh is that your sister and Max goes no my girlfriend and we're all like what okay then Rusty just says thank you like imagine being cast as the girlfriend in the picture like it's just I'm wondering what that like process was like do you think they photoshopped her or do you think there was actually like a stock photo or maybe just a photo he had right or like a random (laughs) member yeah it's like a photo of the actor and his actual girlfriend. They did kind of look like siblings are dating. Isn't that, they that like? Alike. Yeah. So it goes. Rusty clearly reports back to Casey. And Casey says that he should have said he had a girlfriend when she asked him to tutor her. And um, she said that this is what she gets for trying to date amateurs, which, yeah, I get that. Like, Casey, you're right. Move on. Even though I am intrigued. But like, it's too hard. If she's such hard. a catch, it shouldn't be this hard. And it's so unclear. And I feel like she's kind of like accidentally embarrassing herself. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. and she, I mean, Max is punching above his weight class in this. So yeah. why should she be the one who is acting a fool? Yeah, it's like reading, like she's trying so hard. Yeah. Tale and as her, old as time. That's when she just like writes a check for the tutoring and makes, she's like, okay, Rusty, give this to Max. Yeah. A check. I was like, what college student carries around a checkbook? Well, I was thinking, first of all, she's president of a sorority, so she probably has to write checks more. Also, they didn't have Venmo. Oh, you're right. This so, was pre-Venmo. This, pre, this was a pre-Venmo world. You had I to forgot write. we didn't have Venmo in 2008. <laughs> Yeah, you had to write a check from time to time, you know, for rent and such. Oh my God, it must have been so much. Like, I even just rewind like 10 years. Imagine like splitting a bill or oh, people back for the like, cash. 
You're never getting that cash back. You would really need to like trust people or like, yeah, or carry around cash or something. I mean, if you think about the people that you have to like keep reminding a Venmo charge for, imagine like trying to hunt them down and being like, can you give me those, that 40 bucks in cash? Oh God. I don't even want to think about that. I bet some friendships were ruined. Totally. So Ashley approaches Rebecca, who is still eating cereal. She tells her that she's thinking of becoming a student safety officer. This is when she says it. Um, But Rebecca says that the uniforms are hideous. So Ashley immediately gives that up. And then she's saying Rebecca needs an evening out with her and Calvin at Gentleman's Choice. And Rebecca thinks that it's the strip club. And she's like, no. (laughs) Everybody thinks it's a strip club. And Ashley says it's a gay bar and it's tailor-made for girls. And Rebecca lights up, which it's like, okay, Ashley, I don't know if that's like accurate marketing um, for me. I think I just remembered, sorry, I just totally remembered the job she was telling Calvin she should get. Because remember she invites him to Dobblers. And she goes, maybe I could be a bouncer at Dobblers. Oh my God. Yeah. And I don't remember what he says, like, as to why she couldn't do that. Or, like, it has something to do with the outfit. It does. <laughs> I, I think so. But it was something, it was definitely a bouncer at Dobblers. So Rebecca agrees to go to the gay bar. Um, now at Kate, the KT house, Rusty is helping to quiz Cappy on. Um, what is the class called? Phallus studies? The phallus. The phallus studies class. And they're both really struggling. Like, Rusty, this is not his forte. This, like, he's like, this class is really hard, Cappy. Like, they don't even understand what's going on. And this reminds me of, I took a woman's studies class in grad school to, like, fulfill some kind of credit. And it was truly the hardest class I've ever taken. It was a really? It was a P I had taken women's studies classes in undergrad. It was a, it was a PhD level class. Every single person in there was getting their PhD in women's studies. It was so hard. Like the terms were crazy. I had never heard of any of them in my life. It was like reading another language. Like they were all super like all scientific, like, um, like social science stuff, like all sociology, like based on psychological studies and stuff. I had no idea what was going on. It was so hard. And they're going to cram all of this in one night. Like there's, there's no way. Yeah. These boys. Yeah. So Cabby says that they are going to need all the KTs to pitch in and help whatever <laughs> the fuck that's going to do. Um, and they, cause they can't all go down with Joshua Whopper. So they cram and cram and cram. And after cramming all night, the KTs are, feeling enlightened yeah beaver says they would be better better brothers if they treated each other like sisters which uh i don't know if i agree with that just based on the way every sister interaction i've ever seen myself and other people (laughs) but they also are like then all giving happy this like tearful send-off like for some reason they think being a feminist means being like hyper emotional but yeah I was I was confused here because for a second I thought they were giving him a send-off because I thought they were thinking he was going to fail the Mm -hmm. test and that like he would get caught I didn't but then I realized they were kind of like mocking it was a little bit of like yeah it it was was like it was slightly nice because they were like 
kind of enlightened, but it was also like they were clearly conflating being a feminist with being overly emotional. Yeah, with like getting in touch with their quote things. And I honestly now kind of feel like feminist stereotypes are like not being very emotional. Right. I know. It was a very 2008 take on the phallus. But so, yeah, he's leaving and he's saying he's going to miss them all. And Beaver says, now I know I have a heart. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> and, and after they leave, because um, Rusty goes with him. And after they leave, Beaver can't stop crying. I love Beaver. Me too. Sweetest himbo. But then he's cured quickly. Yeah, someone brings him a beer. And he says, but I didn't get you anything. And then <laughs> oh. they like want to go like hit stuff in the backyard or something. I think, I think it might be Pickle who's like, we're going to go blow stuff up in the backyard. And it said, Freaking Pickle. And suddenly the boys are cured of feminism. Suddenly the boys suddenly, will be boys. Suddenly <laughs> the boys are back in town. <laughs> the boys are back. Wasn't that a song in High School Musical 3? Yes, it was. No, it wasn't back. three. I believe it was two. No, no, it was three because I don't know that oh, song. You're right. It's three because they turn into their little versions of themselves. Yes. And they're like dancing what? in that junkyard. Yes. I've never seen the third. Oh, oh my God. My God Sorry, the third is- I-, I was a little too old for that one. <laughs> Wait, I'm older. <laughs> and I saw it in theaters. I love it. I saw it. it in theaters for my friend's birthday party. That's oh nice. my god sometimes I still listen to that one song Gabriella sings in the third one it's like just walk away okay you don't know oh, any of Gabriella's songs you sound good tonight Thomas thank you I love a Gabriella ballad really I like I like um go my own way and that's <laughs> by Fleetwood Mac gotta go, gotta go my own, own way, own way. but I don't Mac. like like outside looking in or whatever it is in the first it's one funny when no that's not yeah. outside it's a skit I just had this like flashback to a song in a decom sing it on the outside looking <laughs> at I don't think that's in a decom. I think that was just one of the, you know how they would play clips of music videos of like the Disney stars, oh. like new songs. I think yeah. that was, cause it was it Jordan Pruitt. Yeah. So I think it was yeah. technically, it was like to promote read it and weep. Yes. <laughs> or but she wasn't cover. in it. And he wasn't, he in, wasn't it. in it. No, she was just like, oh she was like the Disney Channel, like indie musician of that okay. year. Yes, because I had the Wii game, which was Disney karaoke. Oh my God, I and- thought you had the read it and weep Wii game. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, give that. me that game. <laughs> it was Disney karaoke. And that song was my favorite one to sing, of course. Yeah. It was an indie ballad. And I was like, oh, I'm going to rock this. Anyway, I just had, a, when you said, on the outside looking in that like broke open some kind of so that lyric is definitely used in both both Disney <laughs> songs yeah wait now I'm thinking there was read it and weep but there was also a cyberbullying movie where Emily Osment was in it but I think it was on ABC family that was on ABC family and it was just titled cyberbully <laughs> It was just simply cyberbullying. Yeah. I think we need to do both of these movies on the Patreon one day. We and then we'll get Emily Osment on. What? Yeah. We'll get Emily Osment on. Yes. And the girl who sings outside looking 
what's Jordan your name of to know? Jordan, if you're out there, please write in. Jordan Pruitt. Oh yeah, Jordan Pruitt. That, and she also did one that was on Jump It. And that was like, you make me wanna jump to the rhythm. Oh, I don't remember that one. Oh, it was so good. That sounds that like a pop. It was a bop. She I definitely could have been, she could have had the career of Ali and AJ if she had a twin or a sister. <laughs> <laughs> Or just another person singing with her. <laughs> I'm surprised that Panna Baker siblings never branched out into a musical career. There were two, I right? Kay, Kay and Kim? No. There was Kay, Kay and um, Danielle. Oh, yeah. Oh. Kim. Yeah, there is they a... They didn't look related at all. No. They had the same hair color, but they could not have looked further from each other. Like one was very tall, one was shorter. Like their faces looked entirely different. Yeah, there's like a, a meme that's like the Panna Bakers walked so the <laughs> deeds can run. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hilarious. There's one Panna Baker. I've, I don't know which one it is, but I always get her... Zoe Deutsch and Caitlin Denver, their faces to me are interchangeable. They could play. Is that the tall Panna Baker that was in the movie with um the guy from SNL? Stuck in the suburbs. Yeah. 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 Taryn Kilm. <laughs> they could they could play triplets. Like her, Zoe, and um Caitlin could definitely we play sisters. Have yeah. To do uh stuck in the suburbs on the Patreon. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll get Taryn on. <laughs> the trilogy. I loved that movie. Brenda's song. Oh, it's a good so, movie. It's so good. It's so she good. She was a musician in that movie, if you remember. Do you remember she plays? Um... Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, oh, she has that song that she's, okay. I remember too much about this movie. I don't know when I last watched it, but it feels recently from everything I remember about it. She's working on a song in, in the movie, the pandemic. Yeah. I I remember so little about this movie, but I definitely saw it and I definitely enjoyed it. It was so good. Yeah. What were we talking about? (laughs) I don't know how we got there. Um, Oh, now um, Max arrives at the ZBZ house. Right. Okay, so Max comes into ZBZ and he, we don't really know what he's doing there, but Casey kind of like- He's returning the check yeah so he's oh, getting at first hurt. we don't know oh. at first we don't know so we later <laughs> find out when we know we get there <laughs> so we we later find out he's returning the check but before casey casey thinks he's coming to kind of like i don't know talk to her i guess and she immediately kind of shuts him down and is like you know i why did you you know i didn't really want you anyway like she's just being very cold She's definitely, she's definitely thinking she was rejected or maybe she thinks she's about to be rejected or something. I think she's also just like annoyed about the whole situation. And it's like, I don't want, you know, this guy's a girlfriend and he's giving me weird signals. And, and he's leading like, me on. Want. Yeah, exactly. Like she, she feels like kind of, you know, misguided by this whole thing. And then, yeah, she's like, you have issues and I really wish you luck in working those out. Because he tries to hand the check back and she thinks that he's, he, he says he can't check, cash it. And she thinks he means like ethically. Yeah. She's like, well, that's your own problem. And then he's like, no, like you just didn't sign it. And then she's yeah. like, oh, and then she, she starts to walk away and he grabs her and then kisses her. And it's like a very passionate kiss. Yeah. Mixed signal city. And she kisses him back. Oh Yeah. 
And she, then he literally just runs away. I can't. Again. He says, oh, bye. Oh, you surprised, are you surprised you kissed her? It's the phallus. It's it's the season of the phallus. Must be the season of the phallus. Yeah, he, he just runs away. And then, so then Casey's telling Ashley about it. And then she's like, and then he just ran away. And Ashley's like, yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah, he and flees. He just flees the scene. And um, she's annoyed because she's like, the kiss was good. And doesn't Ashley say something like, are you sure he's not just Evan in a dork suit? No, Casey says he was Evan in a dork suit. Ashley oh, because- says maybe he wants, she basically insinuates that he wants a thruple. Yeah, but he, oh. yeah, she's saying that because he's kissing girls when he has a girlfriend. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So yeah. if this if this show took a turn towards polyamory. Honestly, if any show could do it, if any show could do it, it'd be this one. They could tackle it. So then we're at Gentleman's Choice, not the strip club, the gay bar. And yeah, Calvin rolls up and he is he seems super timid and scared and like overwhelmed. And then he sees he and Michelle, like, I don't think Michelle immediately catches on that, like, they dated, but he's kind of like, oh, like, you you do know someone, and then Calvin's like, oh, yeah, like, we met during Rush, like, he's, you know, my mortal enemy, because he's a Capitao, and I'm I'm in Omega Chi, and then he kind of, Michael kind of just leaves Calvin to talk to Heath, to kind of, like, go to the bar and get a drink or something. Ash and Rebecca walk in, and they look really cute. Like, they got dressed up, like, because they want to go dancing, which is really cute. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Michael's kind of annoyed that he invited them, because, like, he... It's kind of, like, that classic trope of, like, straight girls at a gay club. (laughs) Yeah, and they're, like, cheer me up. Yeah, like, they're... I'm coming into your territory so you can cheer me up. (gasps) Yeah, and then Calvin's like, you know, Rebecca's going through a breakup. Like, she needed it. Um... And then Calvin and Heath, Heath are catching up. And dare I say, there's like a little bit of a spark. I mean, that spark never dimmed. Yeah, there's tension. You could cut it with a knife. And Heath tells him that he broke up with his boyfriend. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's when Heath says that he broke up with Greg. I think Calvin asks about him. And then Michelle is like talking to his friends. And they're doing rock, paper, scissors. About, this was like, an insane scene. I know. I didn't get what was going on at first. I I literally had to rewind it to make sure I understood. I was like following what was going on. <laughs> yeah, Michelle says that like cheering her up is quote part of their job. Yes. Yeah. He's like, it's part yeah. of our job because of the masculine, like because of straight men are so terrible to women. What? Yeah. Again, like noting that the actor who plays Calvin and the actor who's playing Michelle, both are straight. And I feel like, I mean, but the writers are gay. And yeah, and the showrunner. The showrunner. I mean, I think for this time, I think it's like kind of fun because I feel like during this time, there were so many stereotypical characters and they're almost kind of making fun of that a little bit. Right. Right, yeah. Whereas now it doesn't read as well because it's like, it's, it's hard to put yourself in that perspective again. It's definitely like thinking about it now, it is a little like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I think like they're trying to be like tongue in cheek, but to us, it just reads as like, like I literally was like, what is going on? Like this is yeah. an insane scene to write. 
Yeah. So basically the loser of rock, paper, scissors goes to up to Rebecca and Ashley, who both look really sad. Like they're sitting on a couch kind of just looking sad. And then he's like, oh my God, you guys look so fabulous and hot and they like immediately perk up and then he's like want to go dance and Rebecca it's really cute like Rebecca's like yeah 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 they're like they are excited and then they go dance and it's cute it's really cute like I like I actually like it like touched my heart it was just really sweet it's nice and also it's nice that Ashley is being a friend to Rebecca I'm like she's a really good friend she really is and um (laughs) yeah so then they're dancing it's great they're having fun Rebecca's like letting loose and it's the first time we're seeing her happy in a while and so then Cappy and Rusty get to the classroom for the midterm and basically then Cappy says the answer to every question on the test is the same that the phallus that the phallus half of the relationship has a habit of screwing things up and that's what kind of reveals him to letting Rusty know that he like messed things up with Rebecca. Yeah, he gets emo. He gets real emo real fast. He's talking about his inability to change. Yeah, and it's, you could tell he like probably didn't really plan on telling Rusty that. It was just like he needed to tell someone that. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever tell Rusty like something personal? I know. <laughs> he, he weaponizes it. Okay, so then we're like outside at night and Max is just sitting on a bench kind of dwelling and Casey finds him and she immediately gets upset with him for kissing her and oh wait do they kiss again no right not yet yeah she like comes at him because she's like you kissed me and she's not going to be the one to get you know she's not going to be the girl who's like dating a guy who already has a girlfriend Yeah, she's not going to be a one-man girl to a two-man guy. And then he says that she's not his girlfriend anymore. And Casey's kind of like, what? And she's like, well, did she break your heart? And he's like, yes. And he's not, he's not really like with, he's, you know, he's not really giving her a lot of information. So she's kind of asking questions and like giving advice. And she's like, you know, you have to move on. And then he says really casually that his girlfriend is dead. And then Casey like takes that as like, oh, he's, he means like she's dead to him. Like yeah. your ex is dead to you, which she calls <laughs> progress because she's like, that's a good sign that you're like, okay, they're dead to me. And she says, it's not like we don't all have old ghosts. Yeah, she says she's the queen of not moving on. <laughs> and then he has to clarify. He's like, no, my girlfriend's actually dead. And she's like, what? He says that she died of cancer six months ago. So it's fairly recent. Mm-hmm. It is fairly recent. And he's like, she found like a lump in her neck one day. Also, it's like kind of a lot to take on. I, I'm all for sharing, but I yeah. I feel like it's a little inappropriate, especially the strange way that he's been treating Casey. It's just like, maybe he hasn't told someone yet, like a romantic interest yet. So he doesn't know how to, but the way that he did is not the correct way. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's It's the first sign of romantic interest or like when, you know, she, before he kissed her, he should have said, Hey, I do think I have to tell you something. Told her what happened, but not even, you don't have to go into detail. Just say like, this recently happened to me. I'm still working through it. Yeah. That would have been totally fine. Or he could have even just been like, I recently got out of a relationship. 
maybe not that way. I don't know. I'm just thinking of alternatives. Death did us part. So then Casey tells this story. She's like, well, Rusty once had this cat and like I was nominated for prom queen. And like one day I just like backed out and like ran over the cat. And then she's like, sorry, like I've never actually known anyone who's died. Like I shouldn't be comparing this to my cat or to Rusty's cat. It's like, you know, Casey, you really shouldn't. Yeah, you could have just said nothing. No, she also said that she hated the cat and that Rusty was the only one that liked it. Yeah, like it was a very different situation. I also like how she like had to clarify that it was like the day she was nominated for prom queen. Like it has <laughs> nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I think like that's where she was going or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's not it's not an important detail. But he he handles it well. He's like, you know, I get a lot of different reactions when I talk about her. And like well, that's he's why told people. He's told people. <laughs> yeah, so he has been telling he's been telling other girls on campus, just not Casey. He's been- He's been crawling around campus, kissing <laughs> women, and then trauma dumping for six months. He started the day after she died. Oh, he's oh a menace. <laughs> oh my god! If he did, menace. that would be like that would be like sociopathic. <laughs> People are gonna be so mad at us. People love Max. We're gonna get hate. No, I, mean- I don't. I'm not saying I dislike him. Yeah, I, I, I'm just making up a story about him. <laughs> no, I do love Max. And I think this, yeah. this scene is touching. Like, he's like, it's tough. And like, you know, he's like, I just haven't really been able to go out with anyone since she died, which is totally understandable. Like six months is still pretty recent. Yeah. And he says he's not ready to move on. Yeah. He tells her that and Casey doesn't really like, she's, she processes it like appropriately, I would say, but she also kind of like, you know, I think she kind of has to do this at this point, but she's like, I guess this is kind of just good night then. Also, I will say he says like, this is like, now isn't a good time, which like, then don't go and kiss her first of all. Mm -hmm. And then he also then continues to say, um, the more he's around her, the more he thinks of his girlfriend. And I think that that is mean. And then he goes, and I like thinking of her. Yeah, I, it's mean to Casey and he doesn't even realize it, but that she's a real person and you can't just like project that onto somebody and like, just be like, but you know, I'm not ready, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so you just used her. That's a horrifying thing to be told. And they don't know each other that well at all. And I just think, I don't know, it was kind of painted in like more of a like heartfelt romantic way, but I think it's mean. I, it's not even that I think it's mean. I just feel like that's not a, like a cool thing to say to someone. Like, keep that to yourself. She didn't need to know that. Just right. say you're not ready to move. Uh, I had to rewind this part too because I didn't know if he said being with you reminds makes me think of her and I don't like thinking of her. Or I, And then I noticed he said, I and I like thinking of her. Oh, and I was like, that said. is so weird. Yeah, and he says, the more I'm around you, the more I think of my own. And it also didn't make sense then why wouldn't he want to be with her if he likes thinking of his girlfriend when he's around Casey? Well, I think he's saying that like he does, but it's not for the right reasons. Oh gosh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary to the point. Just say, I'm not ready to move on. I I don't feel like I can like get into something with you. Sorry. Because also it's, 
it's not like we need a reason to believe that a guy would like Casey right now. Like, it's not like them giving us this reason, like, oh, he likes her because he, she reminds him of his dead girlfriend. It's like, well, everybody likes Casey because she's Casey Cartwright. And it's also enough of a reason to not go out with her because your girlfriend just died six months ago. Like, they don't know. It was completely- He doesn't need to further, like, elaborate. Yeah. So that scene ends and then we're do, we're at the active test which is like filmed it's filmed like an interrogation or something like Cappy is putting on this German accent and and all of Rusty's fingers are in Chinese finger traps. That's very stressful. Like it's just like watching this is incredibly stressful. Also like Beaver and Heath are like right behind Rusty. Like, basically, like, his bodyguards kind of being, like, he can't move until he passes the test. And Rusty, you know, he he gets them all right. And I, I, this is where we also find out Beaver's favorite color is chartreuse. He says it reminds him of beer? Green beer. It's like St. Patrick's Day. But then Cappy, the final question is Cappy asks Rusty, he's like, and what did you learn about Cappy today? And Rusty's like, that you're not Josh Whopper. Joshua Whopper. That was a terrible answer. But also kind of a hard question. What did you learn about him today? I I would say (laughs) the reason he broke up with his girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I actually was thinking it might go there for a second that like you messed up your relationship. But I guess he would never, he would never have passed. Mm, Rusty's pretty dumb. Yeah, that's true. Calvin and Michelle are debriefing and Michelle gets kind of weird about Heath because like Calvin like Michelle's kind of like mentioning him he's like oh you did have someone to talk to it seems and then Calvin's like oh yeah like don't worry like we met during rush but it's it's all over now because I think Michelle kind of catches on that they had a thing mm-hmm. yeah well they're sitting outside like on campus on like a little picnic blanket or something <sighs> Yeah. Oh my God. And this is so funny because it's the return of that really random, but like hilarious tour guide from like the parent week episode. She's like, has one oh, line. Yeah. And Ashley is so excited because she just got a job as a campus tour guide. Yeah. So she comes yeah. running out of the building to meet them. And she's like thanking that girl. She'd be perfect such a good, job. she'd be such a good tour guide. Absolutely perfect job for her. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. think of a better job. I would be yeah. sold on CRU immediately. Me and Aaron are both still a little bit better. Yeah, it wasn't the perfect job for you two, but... It was, but they didn't agree. <laughs> Maybe we should all just do campus tours of, like, NYU, like, as our full-time job. Yeah, yeah that's... Walking around the East Village. People like us who didn't go to NYU and... I need some side hustle, yeah. I didn't go to NYU and know nothing about the school. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so then the Capitals are throwing a party for Joshua Whopper... And it's like in the backyard. It looks really fun. They have like a banner that says Joshua Whopper, I think. I can't remember exactly what it says. Um, it's like, congratulations, Joshua Whopper. Yeah, it's a congrats party. And then um, Rusty says to Cappy that everyone can change. Even phalluses can grow, which is like, what? He also and says he, he enjoyed the midterm. Yeah, he's like, I loved it. Like that was the best class. Yeah, he said it was the best class he's never taken or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's the best class I've never taken, which is a cute line. And they all give a little cheers to Joshua Whopper. Okay, so then Casey is just chilling in the CRU observatory, kind of talking to herself and just saying, like, the constellations aloud. Maybe she's studying, but it was a little odd. Yeah. We learned this episode that CRU has a football team and an observatory. 
And it looked nice. It looked like, I mean, I feel like they were probably in the, the Griffith Observatory. I wonder if they filmed it there. Oh, I don't know. No, that's high caliber. <laughs> it, they, they, CRU has the best observatory in the nation um, on campus, but Casey's sitting there and it's kind of like the opening scene a little bit. It's almost like her dream kind of yeah. She's like stargazing. And then Max walks in and he says that Ashley told him where Casey was. And she's like, this is the only part of the class I like, just like looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. And then he tells her this story of Eurydice and um, Orpheus, right? He, yeah. so he's telling the story about like, and I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't know the Eurydice story super well. I had to read that play in college. Have you read Eurydice by Sarah Rule? No, but I knew the like fable or like yeah, like the Greek myth. Is it a Greek myth? I might yeah, be. yeah. So he's basically telling her the story, and it's I guess sort of like an allegory or like metaphor for like their relationship. He's like Orpheus, like had to go on living alone because like Eurydice, you know, died or something, or was like went to the underworld and never came back. And it's be- and he's like well, I'm ready to like, look back. No, it was that he was going to go down to get his love. But Haiti said, if you go down, you have to, if, for her to come back with you, you have to leave and not look back. Yes. And so as he's walking out, he hears something fall and he turns back and then he's barred from bringing her back with him. And so- oh. And then as they're talking, there's like a clatter behind (laughs) and Max. And she's like, do we look back? And he's like, no. Yeah. She's like, do you want to go check? What? Like, it's like, I, that part kind of went over my head a little bit. I heard the clatter and I was like, wait, what just happened? And now I realize, I feel like that helped me understand that was the metaphor. He was going to look back. He's no, he's not going to look back. Oh, wait, he's not. Because he doesn't want to. He's moving forward. He's moving forward to Casey, a.k.a. Eurydice. Yeah. Or wait, no, no. Eurydice's dead. No, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking not really a great metaphor for what's happening. Not a great metaphor. Who is Casey in the story then? She she's is not in the story. Antigone. She's a new story, a new chapter. <laughs> she's Antigone. a new chapter. <laughs> she's Antigone. <laughs> um, no, it's really cute. And then I think they kiss yeah they kiss they kiss kiss under the stars he's like ready for it it's cute now that we now that she knows that he doesn't have a girlfriend it's cute and he's actually healed now (laughs) in the last like maybe 25 minutes (laughs) yeah i think it was really like the eurydice metaphor that really just like put everything into clarity that alone time on the bench yeah Yeah. i mean i love alone time on benches right personally Guys, what a nice break from Franny and Evan. <laughs> I know. Are they still in Martha's? Yeah, they're, they, they were taking a very long weekend, remember? I guess this probably was all happening during one weekend. Or actually, wait, they were doing a midterm, though. No, I think that they're just not in this episode. And yeah, y'all got a breather. <laughs> I did kind of miss them a little bit, though, because I love Franny. Like, she's just so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Winners and losers. My winner is Ashley for getting a job and making Rebecca happy. Right. 
Yeah, I like I like that. That's a good one. I think my my winner is Calvin. I feel like he tried something new and got out of his comfort zone a little bit, even if I didn't like the way that he was pushed to do it. Yeah, I am having a hard time thinking of a winner. Oh, maybe Cappy. I changed mine. I like that he, you know, opened up to Rusty about his breakup and maybe is doing some self-evaluation and also he got an A on the midterm so good for him yeah I think I'm gonna have to agree with Ashley I just think like I just love her in general but I also think it was so sweet that she invited Rebecca because Rebecca's entire arc this episode was just being sad and then going to the gay bar and dancing (laughs) yeah um my loser is actually Calvin I didn't like the like weird lying about Heath um at the club and I didn't think I mean I guess we really like ragged on max a lot this episode but i do ultimately like him i don't he's not my loser no No, i wouldn't say he's a loser i i think it's too mean to call him the loser because (laughs) his his losses are also deeply emotional i feel like my loser is good old rusty what about pickle (laughs) (laughs) yeah how about ben bennett for just now becoming you know rusty's sidekick an ally to rusty (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't know I I think maybe Michelle for me honestly mm, like, yeah. I just like wasn't really a fan of him this episode and like yeah I just don't think him and Calvin are healthy together when I want Heath and Calvin to get back together I want Calvin with someone who like has him like helps him grow but in a functional and healthy way not in a condescending way yeah Thanks for joining, for joining us, us on this fun run down Rate, review, subscribe, please. Follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, on the socials. Hit, the, hit that like on every Smash button. that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs>